Welcome to the Underground Playground Podcast with Steve and Mike, bringing you the voices and personalities of the physical culture world. Listen up. Welcome to the Underground Playground Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Manning. I'm here with Steve and Bowser, and our guests today are Craig Howard and Brian Strump. And we're going to be talking about the CrossFit 10-year-plus gathering. Craig, how are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, absolutely, guys. Thanks for um, having me on. And uh, it was exciting, and, and I felt that a privilege to be there at the 10-year reunion. We have – I own uh, Diablo CrossFit with my wife now um, and uh, have been a, an, an owner since – 2005 we first affiliated in 2006 so we've uh we've been around uh, quite a long time we're number i think 42 or 43 on the on the on the list of affiliates at crossfit and have certainly experienced uh, pretty much everything i think there is to experience um i i hope <laughs> good 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 and bad uh but continue to thrive we're located in the uh um, East Bay area of San Francisco, so just uh, across the bay from San Francisco, and uh, and have been in our current location since 2009. Awesome, cool. Brian Strong. Yeah, uh, my name is Brian. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Um, so my name is Brian Strump. I uh, have been an affiliate owner since 2000. We 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 affiliated in 2009. It's um, CrossFit Steel Creek is the name of our affiliate. The name of our entire facility that includes like the doctor's office and stuff is uh, Live Active Charlotte. Um, we affiliated in 2009. We started, you know, charging people in 2010. April 2010 is when we started getting people in, paying for paying for the gym. Uh, we are in a suburb of us, about 15 minutes south of Charlotte, North Carolina, in the suburbs. Um, We've been in our location for since uh, our new location since 2012. We were in our first location for about two and a half years and then moved into our current location in 2012. And yeah, um, I was at, like you mentioned, we were at the affiliate gathering as well. I thought it was a great, um, I know we'll get into it more, but I thought it was a great event. It was fun to be at. And I felt like once I got the invite, I was like, I'm definitely, I didn't care where it was going to be. I figured I was going to make it just to, kind of see some people that I've only talked to on the internet for over 10 years and uh, just a fun group of people I thought to be around. Yeah, I felt the same way. So I, uh, I'm an owner at Harbor City CrossFit. We call it HC2 Gym or Harbor City Community Fitness in Melbourne, Florida on the East Coast, uh, kind of about an hour and a half north of Stephen in Fort Lauderdale. So I affiliated in, um, early 2007 and yeah I've been you know the same thing since since then like Craig said all the ups and downs and yeah I was like when I heard this thing was in Whistler I'm like holy shit <laughs> I'm going all the way across the world man you know that's freaking far but I had it like you said I had to do it just to, for the same reasons you said Steve is the only one that didn't go I tried to get him to come with us yeah that's why like I I, I wanted to get you guys on and Mike, even though this is your podcast with myself, I want you to shut the fuck up and let me do the talking. Which yeah, this time it's dangerous if I do that. <laughs> you never know what happens. That's if we let yeah. you talk. But you know, seriously, I know there was a lot of people asking questions on the boards and stuff like that, and they're like, "Hey, what happened out there?" Unfortunately, I couldn't make it, and uh, there's a lot of gyms, obviously, that are not at the ten-year mark. 
And people don't understand how hard it is to be in business for 10 years. The percentage of businesses that are in the 10 year mark, I, I swear I seen some st statistic from, uh, from somewhere and it was, it was under 10%. It was like five or 6%, but you know, none of that really matters. As far as being a CrossFit affiliate owner, you know, with all the people that are actually, you hear about the affiliating and all that stuff. I think one of the cool things with us, I'm paying a thousand. I know you guys are paying like 500, you know, I missed the $500 cutoff by like a month. I didn't even know it went up when I called there. I'm like, yeah, I'll send you my check for 500 bucks. They're like, ah, oh, sorry, it's a thousand. I'm not going to lie, man. I was like, what? Oh man, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but man, I'm sure I'm sure so glad I did because I don't even care if it's 3000, it's still worth it. You know, people get pissed. They're like, oh, you guys are grandfathered in. But anyway, I wanted to really dig right into it because we don't want to spend a lot of time. Wanted to ask you guys some questions about the vibe out there, what you got out of it, what you think could have been changed. Um, you know, it was more or less like a big, I, I call it a 10 year reunion, but you know, it's obviously not a reunion, but it was just something where Greg put together and that's awesome that he, he, you know, invited everybody out and hopefully there was some knowledge that was gained and maybe you guys can share with the people that didn't make it like myself that are over 10 years, I'm going on 12. Um, but even the other affiliates that, you know, they're, they're, you know, under the 10 year mark, seven years, six years, some of the people were getting a little concerned about, Hey, you know, can you kind of fill us in? Because there was some, uh, you know, I don't want to say it was a negative article, but there were some articles that have come out that, you know, maybe the expect expectations weren't met. I don't know. That's why I think it's a good idea maybe that we can start with you guys. You guys were there and tell us, you know, kind of what you got out of it and, uh, you know, give us the vibe. Like how were people, how did it feel? Did it feel like it was uh, energetic or what? So I, um, I'll, I can speak to it first. This is Craig. Um, first of all, the Armin Hammer grabbed me right at the beginning and sat me down and, and asked me about being a 10-year affiliate owner. And I talked a little bit about some of the things we had been through. And he said, you know, one of the things I find in common with all of the 10-year owners is you guys are stubborn. And, and I, and I kind of had to agree with him. There's a number of things that we've been through that others have uh, um, faced and, and they dropped out. Um, to your point, though, with respect to the number of affiliate owners that have dropped affiliation or have closed, I don't think it's uncommon. We're fine. I'm seeing those at the six and seven year mark um, is when people face that that big challenge. They're they're coming in and they're they've got another coach that left. Maybe this is the third or fourth coach that left and took some members with them, or uh, they're having to. Um, deal with the city on zoning or they're, um, or they're dealing with a, a, a big expenditure, a capital expenditure to have to keep the business afloat. And when you're in it for six or seven years, it, 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 you have to make some life decisions and, and, and decide, is this something that I want to do long term? And you kind of self-evaluate, is this a job or is this a, um, a something that we want to continue to, to focus on? Yeah. And, and I think a lot of affiliate owners um, are deciding now, or not a lot, but I think um, uh, we're seeing a large number because there were six and seven years ago, there were a large number of affiliate owners signing up. Right. We're right now, this is the, the, the what I call the pig through the Python. Um, the largest percentage of people joined uh, or affiliated with CrossFit probably five, six, seven years ago. And now we're seeing that same, probably the same percentage of people dropping out, but it looks like a bigger number. Right. 
Um, but the but the tenure affiliate people. So in terms of just to answer your answer your question, this is a roundabout way to answer your question. Um, there, there, CrossFit didn't deliver anything in terms of content that um, um, help would help me with my business um, in terms of increasing productivity, increasing membership, improving marketing. Um, but what they did do is give me a um, insight as to what they plan to do for the future, which would help us uh, essentially all decide if we want to align ourselves with that yeah. uh, with respect to um, curing chronic disease, um, uh, focusing on and drawing and, and offering classes for uh, senior athletes and the um, seriously deconditioned athletes. And they, he gave some perspective as to what he wants CrossFit to be focusing on overall, yeah. which is health yeah. um, and less on the games. Right. And, uh, and he, he, didn't, he didn't say that they aren't going to do the games, but he said they're, they, 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 they're the, the, the pendulum swung one way and he's bringing, having that pendulum swing back. Mm -hmm. Glassman is a really, really smart guy. Agreed. And uh, and he wants to operate in and around smart people, and um, and he wants to and 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 he has something here that is proven uh, to help cure chronic disease, and he wants to make sure that CrossFit is recognized as a uh, as a reliable and trusted source for that purpose. Yeah, um, and I, so the, but but the big takeaway for me. Um, was the uh, moral support um, and, the, and, the, and the validation of what we're doing just by hanging out with and talking to other tenure affiliate owners. Yeah. So. Oh. <clears throat> Ryan, take it away, dude. Because yeah, um, he's got to practice. You know, not, so he's actually not, dealing with people like this. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I think, and things like that, when there's 200 affiliate owners, or 200 businesses, whatever it is, this could have been for attorneys or accountants. You would have found like 50 of them that would have been like happy as shit to be there. A hundred of them that would have been like, eh, business is good, whatever. And then 50 that were going to be complaining no, no matter what happened. Right. And the same thing I feel like when I go, I've been to like, the, and I think Craig, I think I met you last year, maybe at that box pro thing. And there's only 40 affiliates, so much smaller, but even then there's still, you know, a third of them are like all happy and loving it. There's a third of them like, Oh, this is pretty cool. And there's a third of them like, man, I wish, I wish business was better or business sucks. I don't even know why I'm here. I just came for the, for the whiskey tasting in Kentucky, you know? Um, I felt it was, it was the same thing there. The people that I kind of stayed with and sat around with and spent most of the time with were, even though they were 10 years, maybe they were still complaining and, 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 and they, and they were, hoping for more or wanting for more. Um, I certainly agree with what Craig said um, about like people that have been around it for like 10 plus years, like those message boards in like 07, 08, 09, and like remembering like Anthos and different things that were happening and all the chaos before, like I felt before you were explaining that CrossFit wouldn't kill you. Right. to get people in your doors. And now it's like, I'm, I'm trying to explain to you why we're more valuable than maybe Orange Theory or Barry's Bootcamp or whatever it might be. So I don't think that's a problem. It's just different. And where 
if you've got a little thicker skin and you've dealt with this crap before, then a couple of these little things of not giving you business advice isn't what I at least personally went to the gathering for. Like they've never said, we're going to guarantee you're going to be successful, you know? And, uh, you know, to that article that, that you, that you mentioned, you know, it was talking about like Greg's answers to, to questions about you know, how do we bring back people that maybe were dis- that, that were disinterested or, or left CrossFit um, or how do we help with retention? And Greg's answers weren't that, you know, they were, you know, we don't have that problem. We don't have that problem. And while that certainly could be true, I didn't, ex- I also didn't expect him to go into the top five ways to improve retention. Right. You know, because this is a guy that's also been doing it. It's just different times, I feel like. 2017, 18, 19 is different than 2005, 6, 7 that are different than like 2011, 12, and 13 that were different from 12, 13, 14. You know, so he might very well be one of the people that doesn't have to deal with retention problems, which is like, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, he also mentioned that I've got a hundred people coming for free. So those are things that you're not going to have to deal with retention problems, right. you know? Um, but I think my, 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 my best, my biggest takeaway from that gathering, again, Craig kind of touched on it was just like talking about the future and what, and what he wants. And that was all I wanted. Like to, I, I sensed it with this, with the CrossFit health initiative and those kind of things. And I sensed it with them pulling, you know, changing how the games were run. But the ability to say that we do CrossFit and to say it's CrossFit Steel Creek is a value to, to, to us. And, and knowing that that's the direction that they're taking it was really all I need. I, I didn't need to hear that, but that, was, that, that made me comfortable hearing him talk about, and, and happy hearing him talk about our goals of fixing health. And really the, the biggest thing that stood out to me that just from like a doctor's perspective, and just like dealing with lobbyists and things before and following big pharma and lobbyists and those things is understanding. I thought when he said, you know, we can't compete with those guys, you know, you guys think that you giving me 200, you know, $2,000, $3,000 a year for an affiliate, it's going to, you know, take down Coca-Cola. Like, no, I'll have to be doing this for a thousand years before I could, t-, you know, so it's like, we, he's not going to have all the answers, but, really saying that the affiliates are the lifeboat of the community. You know, when he's somebody asked, how do you plan on taking on, you know, big sugar and big corn and all that? And he's like, you guys. And like, I, I really took that the heart saying like, he's, he's steering the ship. He might not do everything that, that, that we like, but I think his vision of the future of using affiliates and I'm not, I'm not, I'm using, use, using the word using, not as, you know, in, 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 a, in a good, I'm using it in a good sense, you know, in, in using the affiliates to do the work on the ground to start getting people healthier and moving better and feeling better. And I, I felt like that was the over the overriding theme of his talk. Yeah, that was like my big thing. And if I've been saying it for a while, I was, um, you know, people will talk about um, rebranding or, you know, dropping your affiliation. I'm like, like Steven said, I pay $500 a year. I believe in the CrossFit methodology. I know that it works when it's implemented correctly. Um, 
and but at that time and you know uh 2010 11 12 things got started going way towards the games and i'm like you know this is and like you said a little bit too brian like i used to have to tell people what crossfit was like they'd come into the gym and all of a sudden they're like what is what is it that you guys do remember everybody had that elevator pitch mm -hmm. and then I started having to explain what we weren't. No, you're not gonna get hurt. No, we're not gonna make you do stuff. No, we're not gonna force you to compete. And so got a little sour taste in my mouth and I was like, you know, I've always been training regular people. Like I've never had like superhuman, well maybe a couple, but no superhuman, you know, freaks of nature. So when you kind of saw the writing on the wall going back a couple of years, right, maybe, 2015 or 16, you know, when with Big Soda and all that stuff with Glassman, you know, the Washington DC address on your affiliate bill, you know, and, uh, and the Russells, right? And so you kind of saw this coming and I was a big fan of it. I'm, and I'm, I'm still a big fan. And so when Greg stood up there and he said that the games are a sideshow, I, I was the guy in the back who let out, woo, you know, I let out the hoot. And so I'm really, invested in this mission of you know the health initiative i think it's better i think um it's gonna take that that scary crossfit thing away it's gonna make your crossfit name more valuable uh, more professional and ultimately at the end of the day that's that's gonna be like for me talking to other affiliate owners and like on these message boards and stuff i'm like crossfit's mission now the health initiative if you're an affiliate like then you should be supporting that because that's what they're doing. If you're not on board with that, then de-affiliate and get out. And Glassman straight up said it. He said, if you're not, you know, if you're not on board, get out. He goes, I could probably lose 3,000 affiliates over this. And he goes, I'm fine with it. You shouldn't even be here. And so professionalizing the fitness industry, uh, getting relationships with the healthcare community, doctors, right? Um, physical therapists, people like that that are in your community, getting them to refer people to you, which I've, I've actually done a decent job of that. I have a friend who's an orthopedic surgeon, you know, who, who refers people to me after physical therapy. I mean, those kind of things, that's where this whole ship is going. And then those people that Craig was talking about that came on around, you know, 14, 10, well, when the big, the, the mouse in the uh, anaconda, right? Or the, the, the pig and the snake. Um, those people, most of those were attracted to the CrossFit games because, hey, it's sexy as fuck. You know, let's, yeah. let's just call it what it is. It's sexy as fuck. It got a lot of people on. And now they're hearing Glassman talk about big soda, big pharma, you know, obese people, deconditioned people. The underserved is his actual term for them. Um, I think we're going, I think we're going in the right direction. I also know there's a lot of affiliates that don't think we're going in the right direction. Well, that's, first of all, the guy that went woo in the back, that was that dude, Hunter McIntyre. So, uh, I don't know who that is. Uh, that dude from the Spartan race that they invited that uh, oh. competed in the games. But, Greg, let me ask you a question, because you were a really big competitive gym. That was like, I, I mean, we first started talking – that's how I met you. I was like, hey, dude, your gym is like sending teams, like three teams to the games. Share, share your secret sauce. We started talking programming with you and JJ. And, and I was like, okay. And then we actually, I changed my whole way of training people and came up with some good programming ideas. And we actually ended up making it to the regionals that year. And we were all about competing, obviously, back then. How, what kind of transition, I mean, how do you see the transition working for you guys? 
because you you guys had several gyms, all about competing. Uh, I'm interested in hearing your take on on the so change. it it um, I, the Greg Glassman's initiative I think is fantastic and it's coming at the right time. Um, but but make no mistake, we, competition is important to us. It's in our blood. It's in our heritage. We started competing right when the CrossFit Games came out. Um, we've sent over 60 athletes to the CrossFit Games. We had three last year. We'll probably have another three or four through Masters and individuals again this year. And what we do at Diablo is, is we create an environment where, um, where fitness can thrive. Um, and I tell our athletes that, um, you know, you come here, we've got open gym, we've got all the facilities for you to thrive, but you're part of the community. Um, we also have an environment where our members can thrive. The competition athletes are probably two to 3% of our, this, of our community. Um, and with those people, we try to make um, um, our members fans of them and fans of the sport. Um, CrossFit Games has served, served as an inspiration. It's, it's kind of the epitome of human movement. One thing that really bothers me with uh, the other side of the spectrum with the affiliates who say, yeah, we, you know, CrossFit got way too far off the road and, and competition. I don't have competition athletes. And there's one affiliate guy that stood up and said, I got rid of my whole competition group and the gym's never been better. And I understand that. Um, I do um, because I've had, we've had our fair share of drama, especially with teams um, and it can be disruptive, but I can tell you this, um, that we wouldn't be here having this conversation without the CrossFit Games. And the reason why I say that is, is because the CrossFit Games have provided a, a significant amount of um, opportunity for all of us in the terms of just, for example, let me just start with equipment. You have probably 20 assault bikes in your gym. Who are the first people within CrossFit using assault bikes effectively in their training and programming? Those CrossFit Games athletes. The, this year, um, over the last couple of weeks, we have all enjoyed watching the performances of America at the World Championships of, of weightlifting, right? And they have done better than ever. Maddie Rogers had triple medal. It's the first time three Maddie years ago been on the medal platform. Where does that come from? Awesome. That came from the incredible amount of growth in the USAW, United States um, um, Association of Weightlifting, because of directly attributable to CrossFit and in particular CrossFit Games. CrossFit Games has tr contributed so much in terms of equipment, programming, EMOMs. We weren't doing EMOMs. We didn't know what EMOMs were. EMOMs are a big part of our programming now for all of our members. And that came directly first from the, from the CrossFit Games athletes. There is much that we have gathered um, as a result of the focusing on the tip of the spear. Granted, in terms of promotion and mind space and money spent by the CrossFit Games, yes, they got way off track. But the, mo most importantly for affiliate, affiliates, and I really want affiliate owners to understand this, um, and Brian alluded to this in, in terms of how the landscape has changed in form of competition. We've got here, we've got Orange Theories, we've got Barry's Boot Camps, we've got uh, Roadhouse now, which is a rowing gym. We've got all kinds of functional fitness gyms that are out there. And truly the one way that we are able to separate ourselves is the CrossFit Games in the open. No one else has that. And yeah. it, is not, it, is recognized, it is recognized globally, it's recognized worldwide. That doesn't mean we have to spend 100% of our attention on it, but when the open comes, we're a part of it because they can't get that anywhere else yeah. no other place can you do an open in a worldwide competition that's pretty awesome and it's a great way to distinguish yourself as an affiliate from other affiliates you don't have to send athletes to the games you don't have to have a training program for competition athletes 
Um, but I can tell you this, within our own gym, it is incredibly exciting when our athletes who have come and are only with us for six months or eight months and they do their first competition, scaled competition, and they're posting Instagram pictures and social media pictures of a local competition. And that's awesome. Yeah. So we, um, we, we revel in the success of our competition athletes, but we thrive on the day-to-day -day successes of our, our everyday members. That requires um, uh, an attention of a good manager, an affiliate manager to help make sure that, that, that uh, calmness is maintained and good decorum is maintained maintained at Diablo. We have a, um, and it's kind of an unwritten rule an unwritten asshole rule. If you're an asshole. You're, you're not going to be able to stay here because within a community based business, it can ruin, it can be poison in the well. And we have asked athletes to leave. We've also asked regular members or, or let them know that um, they're not welcome here because that type of uh, environment in a, in a community is detrimental to business. Sure. But let's, let's, let's make sure that, um, uh, the, the new initiative is awesome. I love the, um, the intellectual nature of it. The fact that it's on, it's just on a higher level of fitness. You know, someone, there, someone's worried about splat points over at, uh, orange theory. Yeah. Well, we're, we're worried about your insulin levels over here at uh, Diablo CrossFit. We're worried about making your bones denser through strength training so that you don't freaking, you know, break a hip when you fall. Um, or so that like last year, so I can go over to my neighbor's house and help him lift his wife who has uh, um, severe dementia, um, Alzheimer's, lift her off the toilet and get her dressed. And so he can take her to the hospital. Like that's what we do here. Um, and, and, and so it's kind of cool to be able to do that. And at the same time, guess what? At the tip of the spear, we've got the best athletes in the world. That's cool right. too. Sure. Hey man, listen, if you're, if you're a type of guy that you like to run, you like to, you know, every day you're running. Why not do a 5K once in a while just to test your fitness and just to enjoy it with everybody that has the same, you know, they, they, they like running, you like running. Now you're in a group of uh, like the people that are having a good time and running. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, be in the Olympics or do some, some, some crazy event, you know, and that's the way I feel too. Anything, uh, anything else you guys want to add to this? I mean, I'm not like I, I'm not a hater of the games, but I, I, I was I'm, my position is like okay, like obviously the same thing. Like, I went out, I judged at the 2008 games, right when Kalipa won, right. Um, you know, I, I we host Festivus games twice a year in my gym. We do for the Open, we do intramurals, right? We put people on teams, we, we give them all kinds of. It's a great time. We, it just, like Craig said, it, it got so far out in front of itself that it, you know, as a gym owner, where you're trying to get that, you know, 45-year-old person that's 30 or 40 pounds overweight, you know, they just really just need to show up regularly and eat a little bit better, you know. Um, when you're trying to get them in, they feel like they can't do that because that's all they see. And so I think this, like the pendulum that Craig was talking about, right, that Glassman alluded to, um, if we could get that pendulum a little bit away from the games, get, get some pressure off of that fear of CrossFit is too hard, it's too dangerous, it's too expensive, I can't do that, that's for young people, that's for athletes, I'm not an athlete, right? If we can bring that pendulum back to the middle, hey, you guys, if you, this is, you can do these competition things, right? You can push yourself, you can test yourself, but over here, you know, hey, look, I don't want any part of that, I just want to come to the gym every day, get a good sweat. You know, have a coach there who knows me. You know, I want to work around these injuries. I think if we can get it back on that, I'm 100% on board. I don't see any reason for the games to go away. And you made a great point, Craig. Is like, 
nobody else has that. We have that. And the national worldwide exposure of that all of a sudden makes $500 a year look cheap as fuck, you know, for me. Yeah, we never really had any 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 competition stuff, so I don't really have like we ne we never started promoting it. And like I think b back in the early days, nobody even knew what it was. It was you know the winner was five hundred dollars and a handgun. Not too many people were going to be, you know, doing the games. You know, we, we've got a couple of handful of competitive people. We'll host something. People watch the games. We'll do the open. I've been there a couple of times just to see it because it is a spectacle. Like. It, I think the coolest part about the games is I think the one sport that you as an average person can see what it's like to do what these guys do. Like I'll never know what it's like to like, you know, like shooting a basketball with nobody in my face or playing football or trying to hit a hundred you know, hundred mile an hour fastball. That's not stuff that I can, that I'm ever going to be able to experience like long, but like if I see one of these guys do a workout and it takes them 11 minutes and I was like, okay, well, it took me an hour and a half. But I, I can really appreciate the the athleticism. Um, so I do like the games. But I think if 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 if, if Cross was asking me the direction that I would want it to go for the betterment of like if their goal is the betterment of of health and wellness worldwide, then I think the the, the time and brain power, like like you know, I think Greg says, like you know, it's, it takes up sixty or seventy percent of our planning is the games, I think they could use, they could cut that in half, still have the games and grow the other initiatives that I think would be um, much clearer towards their goals. I've got no problem with the games. If people want to be competitive and do it, we'll appreciate them. And just like you said, um, you know, watching people get their first muscle and get, and get some of their firsts is, is great or doing a scaled competition. We'll celebrate that and send them some stuff and a, and a, and a, and a card about how hard they worked. And for some people, even if they've never been competitive, it maybe gives them a little bit of that competitive nature that, like, if they never played a sport and they were never really athletic to play a sport, some people do gravitate to it. And we, and we will get some people that might say, oh, I saw the games on TV and wanted to come by. And it's like, okay. Yeah. I think this is an overall positive from that 10-year-plus thing. I mean, he, Glassman must have – we were trying to guess how much he spent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it was. So all that that messaging, this I, gave nothing great. But we're sitting there going, "Holy crap!" Open bar, all this crazy food. You know, at the top of the sliding village where the Olympics were. That you know, live band, right? Barbecue, axe throwing, the the Reebok sponsored open bar at Wild Bills. I hung out with Mike Bergner there for like two hours and his son. Oh, it was good times. Yeah, somebody uh, – so let's move into this. I know some of the other affiliates were, like, thinking that there was going to be some uh, secret recipe given out as far as, you know, business is going to get better, this and that, or there, some people are saying that the model is broken. I mean, I kind of wanted to touch base with that. You know, I don't feel like – like, obviously, no CrossFit, CrossFit isn't a franchise. It's an affiliate. There's no so, it's kind of like up to each individual to, you know, know how to run your business. And that's what's kind of cool about CrossFit as an affiliate. You don't, you're not really required to run it any specific way. I mean, obviously, you got to have the certifications through CrossFit. But what I've noticed around me is uh, now that more and more gyms have shut down, the ones that seem to be staying around are thriving a little bit more. The price has gone up a little bit more 
because the quality of training has gone up a little bit more. So when you compare, this is the part that kills me, guys, and I know it kills you guys too, and I'm not going to get into it, but what we give as far as instruction on how to move better with barbells, kettlebells, body weight movements, et cetera, compared to some of these other orange programs or FU things or what boot camps. I mean, we're actually teaching people how to move properly. We should be. Well, I'm seeing more and more gyms do it right because the other ones that aren't, they're not sticking around. And the $100 or $125 a month gyms are kind of closing down. So I'm seeing that around me. I don't know if I'm seeing it around you. And I know every location, logistically, things are different as far as price points and stuff like that. But I think I'm seeing more and more professional coaching going on around me than it was in the past. I, I literally seen a gym one day. The workout of the day was 300 deadlifts for time, 315 men, 225 women. That was the workout of the day. You know, the warm-up real quick. Yeah, do on, go on a bike for five minutes. Let's do the workout of the day. So things seem to be going a lot better as far as pro professional coaches, as far as businesses, running your business. It's kind of on you. You really need to know what you're doing. Um, there's a lot of programs out there you can join, mentoring and stuff like that. You know, that's kind of on you. That's, you shouldn't be sitting there waiting for Glassman to come up with a business plan for you. Oh, yeah. it's not I went to, yeah, I went to the affiliate. I went to the CrossFit affiliate gathering in 2009. And at that affiliate gathering, I distinctly remember it. Glassman, someone asked him, you know, what should we do? And Glassman said, run great classes. And that just resonated with me. He goes, I don't care how you do it, what you do, but run great classes. And he went in and described the qualities of a coach and what he thought a great class would be. But that's really one of the tenets that we have here at Diablos. We tried, we do our best to run great classes. That means, like you said, Stephen, great coaching at every level, great warm-up, mobility, educating them and leaving the members feeling good and uh, like they got something out of it. Um, it is it, it is incumbent upon us as business owners to run our business. It's incumbent upon CrossFit to make sure that um, they're fighting the battles for us so that we can continue to operate. And that was another thing that I took away from that affiliate owner gathering is that they are doing a shit ton of work on a legal level, especially in the state of Florida for you guys, to try and keep the state uh, regulators and federal regulators out of our business so that we can operate as entrepreneurs. Um, and what we should be doing is run great classes. I would add to that, though, especially given the dearth of competition that there is now, that we need to run great classes and build great relationships. And we do that through uh, establishing trust with the members, taking care of them, giving them more than just a good class. Um, we had uh, in just a, case, a, case, a small case study or anecdotal version of what you just talked about. Um, an affiliate near us closed. They had about uh, 75 members. He called me up, asked me to buy it about three months ago. And I said, nope, I'm not in the affiliate buying business anymore. Been there, done that. And uh, three, about oh, uh, two weeks before he closed, he called me up and said, here, how about this? How about you just take my members, um, honor their memberships for this next month, and uh, and then offer me and then give me a free membership if we achieve certain targets for you. I said that makes that makes perfect sense. Those members, seventy of them, came over and they are digging it. And the feedback I'm getting is they're getting more coaching than they've had in the past. They have more available hours to train and they have open gym to train. Um, and but we're about fifty percent more in price than they than they were. 
Um, so what you described is in fact happening. It's happened twice for me where a local affiliate closed and the members come over. And I think that's going to happen more and more. And again, Glassman would say, I told you this, the cream will rise to the top. You remember that whole shit that people got upset about? That's happening. And we, Brian, myself, Mike, and you, Stephen, we're the stubborn fuckers that are sticking around, keeping doing what we're doing on a daily basis, and it's going to prove out. Um, and I think, and what the at the end of the day, I'm hopeful that there will be all quality. So when you go to um, Stevens Gym Playground in Florida, you go to Brian's Gym or you go to my gym, you're going to get the same high quality experience. You won't end up in some gym where you're doing a you know, guys are doing some God awful weights along with women or I have a hundred burpees thrown in on top of it, that those guys are going to go away. Yeah, I agree. I, I think people took the, um, I don't know when he said it, but something about clean bathrooms. I think maybe they took, you know, Greg Glassman's original affiliate advice of the cleanest bathrooms wins. And now they're waiting for like another nugget to get there. Like, I, I never remember them talking about giving advice to kind of how to run your business. I think feel like that's the beauty for the people that are able to run their business. They could run it however they want, whether they want it to be their full-time job, whether this is a little passion projects, you know, side thing or something on the side until they could become something more. Or, you know, I've had gym members who want to invest in other gyms just because they, they enjoy coming. They don't even go, they don't even go to that gym. They just wanted to kind of start one to kind of like grow one, you know? And I think, you know, at some time these gyms are going to start closing. We've had two that were closest to us um, under two miles. They were both open for um, two, two to three years and they both closed. Um, I think just that's the nature of just like businesses. I think the problem with the cross with CrossFit not cross, but like the, like we're in like the exercise fitness realm. So, and, in, in, um, I, I'll spend a lot of time in like things with chiropractors. So it's like, you only are, you only, you can't see out of your little bubble or box. And there are a lot of other businesses all over the place that are closing. You know, all of us opened right around the time that was probably one of the shittiest economic times in America. And people are like, are you sure you want to open up a business now? You survived that. We survived all these other things. Because like what it was then, you know, it, it changed and we had to pivot a little bit. And there's things that, you know, like, for example, when we first started, right, you know, we just had unlimited classes. We didn't do anything about nutrition. We didn't do any personal training. It's like, okay, maybe we should start to do some personal training. And now we start to add personal training. And then, and then you realize that people are leaving for, to pay other people for nutrition. And that's a way that maybe we can hire somebody to offer some nutrition. So we do that some of these businesses that are just stuck or they can't think about other ways to grow their business. Or they can't get creative in ways to, to grow their business. Um, or they just spend too much freaking money. Yeah. You know, there are gyms out there that, that make that, you know, make 50, 60, hundred thousand dollars, you know, a month and spend 55, 65 or $105,000 a month. And every single month that comes up, they're like, Man, you know what really stresses me out is the first month on rents due, and they're gonna and and, and they're gonna be complaining about some something else. You yeah, know, it's yeah. not CrossFit's problem that you've got, you know, a, you know, all of the games equipment 
that you don't need yeah. or you have all this other crap that you don't need you know if, if, if you need it and you buy it great but don't I got buy two it all. big bobs dude you need one i'll send it to you bro <laughs> but but and i'm not even talking you know like like but like so if 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 steven if like when, whenever people see pictures of your gym myself includes like man that's a lot of shit all around but if you were if you were complaining and saying my god like i wish crossfit would do this or I wish they would do that, or I wish yeah. they would do that, so I'd have more money. It's like, well, then, but you're not. So that then that you're not part of the problem, you know. But there are people that will buy that stuff because my members tell me I need four more GHDs. It's like, no, it's like I was open like seven years before I had a third GHD. I had three rowers for God knows how long. If I, if I could do it all over, I wouldn't even have GHDs. Exactly. Have <laughs> yeah. So it's just, I think there's. And yeah. Matt, sit-ups are good enough for me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, well, let me just the... throw a nugget out. Yeah. I want to throw this nugget out. I just got 25 brand-new assault bikes, wow. and everybody's flipping out. What the? All right, so just so you know, if you get in touch with assault bikes, uh, who is it, a lifestyle, lifestyle, whatever it is, they have a program that if you bought bikes from them, they will let you buy a brand new bike for $500. Right. Okay. Guess how much I sold all my old bikes for that were a little over two years. $500. $525, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. They were clean. I put them on uh, marketplace. I was making money to get brand new bikes, you know? So I wish I could do that with concept two with my rowers, but they're not, uh, they're not, they're not as, uh, you know, but, but yeah, man. I, I, I just, I, I just can't stand when people say that the model is broken. There was never a model. There isn't a the model. The same. Your model is broken. Yes. Right, yeah. You know, your model is broken. And, and you know, all these companies, all these gurus, they're making a killing off these people, man. They really are. And it's just driving them out of business quicker. Not all of them. I'm not saying all of them. Cause there's some, you know, there's some good companies out there that uh, are Chris, Chris Cooper and two brain. Yeah. Those guys, those guys know what they're doing. Yeah. I Mad Lab, it. they do a good job from what I understand. Um, you know, listen, I've used the new, you, the new, you challenge people for a long time and, so that's did I, and, they, and they were, and they were yeah. fantastic. But again, that's like someone, someone, Oh, it's a, I think it was Craig Patterson stood up and said, you need, you know, you guys had 3% retention with your six weeks transformations. You need, and you need to apologize to your old members that yeah. like, no, we yeah. successfully ran six week transformations for, for almost two full years. And it was tremendous. Our community loved it. Mm -hmm. I have some, some of our best members came from that. And of the people that didn't sign up and become members, we changed their lives exactly. in, a, in a small, but meaningful way. And many of them are doing CrossFit at other locations, other places, or maybe at home, but we had a chance to impact a lot of people. But it you know, comes back to what Brian says. It's that, that's who we are. That's who Diablo is. It's not who CrossFit is. It's who Diablo is and how we run our business. We ran our six-week transformations awesome. We run our promotions awesome. And, I, and, and, and once you figure out your own plan, freaking get after it and then be ready to change it when shit changes. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at you like, like you're an educator, man. Even if they don't stick at your gym, at least you educate people on fitness, on nutrition, on health, and – Hell, Movement. People, yeah, they end up going to LA Fitness and they're trying to do a little bit of functional fitness there. You know, it is what it is. Some people just don't have the bank account to no, be able to pay the fee. Nowhere, nowhere else in the fitness world, nowhere 
can you learn how to move a barbell? And I'm, I'm telling you right now, this is kind of my forecast for the next five to 10 years. Strength training and barbell training is going to be super important. You're going to see more articles on it. You're going to see more stuff. Nowhere else in, in any affiliate, in any other fitness program, can you learn how to move a barbell properly than a CrossFit gym? It's just it's not an, right. maybe a, a, an Olympic lifting gym. Yeah, weightlifting you know, specialized. Somebody specializing in it. Yeah, absolutely. But I get your point. Well, that's I mean, like you talked about that earlier. How you know the CrossFit affiliates saved USA weightlifting. No, it's and, funny. I was just having a conversation about that. Um, my wife uh, used to work for Muscle Drivers. I don't know you guys on the East Coast. Yeah, we know Muscle Drivers. So. I was talking to somebody about, you know, I used to go there, like they came over and saw our rig. We've got like this 15, it was too big for them to put in their, uh, in their, in, in their showroom. So it goes up to 15 foot high and I don't know, 50 feet wide, whatever. But I would go over there and treat their lifters on Thursdays. So I was talking to them about like how they, how like between CrossFit and them starting like old school when it was John, you know, John and Donnie. And then when Travis, when they were Travis and James and Tom and, and Morgan Kane, all those people started coming over like, but, but, but between CrossFit and muscle drivers starting to create that team and investing a lot of their money back into Glenn and Don, you know, put a lot of this other stuff, like you guys were talking about earlier, the Olympic lifting, like back on the map and making it, I don't want to say cool again, but like in, 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 in America, it's never been more talked about even even outside of the realms of cross well, especially women i mean i have yeah. members in my gym you know that i have a, a bunch of women that are on strength programs you know like they'll do a class that, and i put them on strength programs right basically starting strength mark, mark Rippetto, but basic stuff yeah. right? they love it getting stronger and then they they're now they're watching olympic weightlifting videos you know they're watching lydia on on hook grip slow motion cleaning and snatching and they're like oh my god it's amazing and they want to they love it man and i'm like i agree craig the bar you know we're the only ones really I, there's a few little small power gyms and stuff around um but you know we're the only ones really teaching people as long as you're a good gym then you pay attention to it and you learn and become a good coach teaching people how to move a barbell and i think you're right that is going to be big because we know strength is of all the components of fitness strength is probably the one right so I, I agree i love it and i think if you go back to the the future of it and working with you know people in general there's very very few things that building muscle is a negative pick pick a disease pick anything we, we talk about health and longevity you know and the, and the importance of, of building muscle mass and balance and coordination like you know some of these other places that are just like you know burn calories 45 minutes of a sweat fed like that's good you know and if it gets someone off their couch and maybe they eventually get to us and maybe they don't fine and obesity is certainly a disaster too so like i i get it but in terms of i think the, like the overall benefit that we could give a human being there's not too many other places out there done correctly that that could be done in in a gym like ones that we're talking about which that combines strength training cardiovascular training balance coordination the the community piece while we don't sell it as being a benefit is certainly being part of a tribe has a lot of importance in 
people's lives as well. Steven said it, you know, being an educator. And so, you know, if you're a CrossFit affiliate and you agree with the health initiative, and we just discussed how teaching people how to move a barbell because it's the best tool to get you stronger, right? And if we get you stronger, a lot of your problems are going to go away. And then there's these other gyms that are still selling how many calories you burn or how many mets or, you know, like how many minutes or, you know, like whatever. We need to educate, like Steven said, we're educators, teach people how important strength is, how actually how easy it is to acquire if you keep showing up, how easy it is to learn if you have a good coach, right? And that's, I think for me, that's what I'm trying to sell is like, listen, if you come here, you're going to get great coaching. We're going to find out where you are. We're going to teach you what you need to know. And we're going to create an environment where you want to keep coming back. And if we can do that, then, you know, we, but it's up to us. And people talk about business, like, hey, Glassman's not going to tell you how to put, you have to go out on the street and sell your business, you know? And so talking about things like that, I think, going forward if you're if you're talking about uh, okay oh yeah because i just saw all the other well strength i think is our is our big selling point and barbells are our part <laughs> guys i just posted something on the right if you can read it real quick but uh you know one of the things if you if you have five things that you would tell a younger gym owner um and if you don't have five things if you have one two four whatever but if we can all just you know throw it out i'll start i mean the five things that i would tell over the course of the last 12 13 years that i've learned is the best thing I did is I bought my facility. Now, I know a lot of people aren't in that position that they can buy a facility, but that was the number one. That was the best thing I've ever done because I, it was not just the gym as a business. It was the real estate part that actually made me more successful because my, my property values doubled since I've owned it for the last five years. Uh, number two... Number two is make sure you have a prep course. Don't just throw people into classes. And then, and you know, I know people like to give free free classes. We don't really do that, um, but we did kind of start because now we have a boot camp class. So now I just let them do the boot camp class, which is very unskilled movements, and it kind of gives them a little taste, and it's very scaled down. Because you'd be surprised, man. I've seen people that actually just doing a warm up, they're tapping out, man. You just gave them a shitty experience, and they're never coming back, and they're telling ten friends. So have some sort of a prep course so you can kind of maybe, uh, you know, assess people. Number three, if you have the ability to have a kid's program, do it. Because we, we literally have a kid's program and those kids are now, some of them are adults. Number four is educate people. Number five is have options besides just CrossFit classes, boot camp, one-on-ones, privates, nutrition, et cetera. Mike, what are you flying over there for? What did I do? Oh, you're, you're, when you're, you're hitting, you're getting excited and you're hitting the table. Oh, that's shit. I'm from Jersey, dude. That's just the way I talk. Sorry, man. Let me handcuff myself. Um, Mike, let's go with you, dude, if you have some um, tips. mostly agree with you. Um, you know, b buying a building is a great idea, obviously. Like owning, you're not paying somebody rent. That's a great idea. Um, but definitely, um, I bring people in the gym by doing a one-on-one -on -one consultation. I talk to them. And then they go into one-on-one -on -one PT, okay? And almost all of them start right away on nutrition. So I want to have a giant nutrition culture. So if you're a new gym, if you can do treat people as individuals, take them into your program one-on-one, -on -one, um, you know, professionalizing your coaches so that they can deliver that kind of service. Um, I think the next thing, like Brian alluded to, is like don't overspend on sexy stuff that you don't need. Like you can literally get a lot of people really fit with almost nothing. Um, 
and a lot of gyms have done that. Um, and I think, uh, you know, get to know your people, but more now, if you don't know, if there's some things in the business repertoire that you are not good at, or you don't like hire that shit out, get a mentor to teach you, get an accountant, you know, get somebody to design your website for you. You can't do everything. I'll tell a new gym owner that you cannot, you, at first you have to. Okay. But if you want to grow, get better, stay in this as a business, you can't do everything and you're going to have to find somebody to replace you completely someday. And then the last thing would be that is that you need to, if you're in this for business, you need to build an asset that is going to last a hundred years and that, or that you can sell. Right. And so if you start thinking about it that way, cause look, man, I'm no spring chicken. Right. And so I've got to be thinking about what am I going to do? I know somebody asked Greg Glassman, what happens if you die? Is there like, is there a will? Is CrossFit in the will for you, Greg? You know, so those, those would be my things is get professional help if you need it. You can't do everything. Treat your members as individuals. You can't just throw them in a group class if you're going to be doing complex movements um, and keep them safe. And then, uh, you know, hopefully you'll stay in the game longer. Uh, Brian. I had a little bit of a list. I just started making a list while you guys were talking. Yeah. Um, some of it's not new. We, we start with that consultative process so we could, one, see if the person is, is a good fit for our gym and make sure that we've got things that we can help them, just like when you walk into a doctor's office and learn about them, learn, learn their goals. I think it does a couple of things. It establishes a relationship with you. It makes you, makes you look different than the other gyms. It just kind of takes them by and throw them back in. And also, I think you're, you're, you'll be able to give them a little bit more of what they need versus what you think they need by meeting them first. We also start with that um, personal training first. Again, I think that keeps, could, could keep people a little bit safer. But there's a lot of people that like really, really can benefit from that, either the short term or in, in, in the long term PT as well. Mm -hmm. um, having a few offerings, not just making, you know, CrossFit your golden goose, but I think, you know, whether it's CrossFit, personal training, nutrition, oh, like group, group fitness classes, whether that's CrossFit and a boot camp, um, personal training and, 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 uh, at least nutrition, people are spreading apart more and more into different types of barbell club and different things. And that's great. But I think at least having three, that could be like your, like, like your big three that you really work on growing. Somebody mentioned getting help, whether that's like a, a mentoring or coaching service, but even just for like within your business, you know, not a lot of these coaches have a problem that started it. They, they think they're the best at everything, that they're the best coach and they can't leave because the members are going to miss them. And while that might be true, it's not going to be a way for you to run and work 60 to 80 hour work weeks and actually have a job that's not reliant on you. So whether it's getting help, and from a business perspective or just smart hiring smart good people that care for your business as well um is very important and then again paying attention to you know when people ask all the time in i i need to go from 75 to 140 members or i need to get 100 members or i need 25 more members like stop paying attention to either two things one like dollars in general and that top line revenue number and members in general don't mean anything but like the money that you're left with and the cash that you're left with is really the reason why these gyms close if they run out of cash i don't care if they had 400 members or they did seventy-five thousand dollars a month 
they ran out of money, which is why these places close. And if you're paying attention, if you're not paying attention to that bottom number, and or you're just paying attention to, yeah, man, I got 200 members. Now we're going to make it. Like, I could get 200 members in a week if I wanted to. Right. But they weren't paying any, 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 any money long-term value. Greg. Yeah, so, man, all of those were really good things. So it's like it's, it's hard to come up with five more. But some of the things that um, I think are important is to continue to educate yourself and your coaches and making sure that, you know, one of the things we have on our website is says uh, our coaches are badass. And it's not that they're badass at fitness or games athletes. It's that they're um, passionate about CrossFit and fitness and educating themselves and being better at what they do here. Um, so I think that's really important to set up some standards for, for education on an ongoing basis and more certifications, not necessarily CrossFit certifications, but all kinds, because that education carries over into, in, um, into all of our classes and, and kind of transfers to our members and to our other coaches. Um, wait till I would say this is wait till classes are full and people are complaining before you add another class. People want to throw all kinds of classes and different types of classes on the schedule. Fill up the ones you got um, before. Don't listen to members pulling you into a half an hour time slot or a little bit early in the morning or a little bit later in the evening just because they say they'll come. They won't. Because <laughs> when you're standing there and the gym's empty and you're wondering about that, you know, why they aren't coming to that class, you, you'll realize maybe I shouldn't have added that class. So wait till it's uh, full and people are complaining. Here's the other thing that I think is really, I, I'm surprised that more affiliates don't do it. Um, do a trade or do, uh, you know, or hire someone that can sit at the front desk and keep your gym open um, for open gym when you're not offering classes. And that means on the weekends too. We get, we get a large number of people that will sign up here simply because we have more available hours to train, either to do accessory work, um, weight training work, or um, CrossFit classes because we're open on weekends. We're open Saturdays and Sundays till four. Um, I came in here the other day. There weren't but a handful of people in here, but it doesn't matter. Just having someone here at the front desk and saying we're open is uh, places us way ahead of our competitors. So I would say as, as much as possible, keep those doors open and do it through a trade or there's great ways to do it without having to spend a lot of money to do it. Um, and then the other thing I'd say, the only other thing I would add is um, in the 15 years of doing this is, is you have to manage your community. Um, I, I, I like to tell people this, uh, owning a CrossFit affiliate's a lot like running a church. If the pastor's not around, the, the, the uh, community goes to hell. <laughs> and and, and it, it is true. You've got to be here and you've got to manage it and deal quickly with, uh, with the issues, uh, um, whether it's the rep cheaters, whether it's the, the, the member that needs deodorant or the one that's the complainer or whatever it is, those are the people um, that you need to deal with in the community if you want to keep that community thriving. Nice. Hey, Craig, did you ever consider uh, like key code access, like 24-hour key code access or not even? Um, no, I didn't. Um, I've seen it, seen the programs, but I just didn't feel comfortable having people in here alone by themselves. That's an insurance issue to begin with anyway. Yeah, it's a different insurance. You got to, you know, your insurance company, they ask me that every year. Do you guys have a key code access? Right. Um, we do have one member that likes to come in, but he's an ex-coach that comes in at like 4.30 in the morning and starts his training. And I have, uh, we, he still has his coach's key and I let him come in and do that because he's an ex-coach and he knows what he's doing. 
Um, it, also because it's really nice to come in here at 445 and have all the fucking lights on. And yeah, everything on. Coffee's on. And the, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Interesting. Yeah, I, I heard um, Affiliate Guard is okay with it. You just have to have them sign an additional waiver and make it very, very clear that there's strict, strict rules. I obviously don't be one rep maxing on bench press by yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah no rope climbing, no bench pressing, one rep by yourself. Gotta, I, I think those programs for smaller gyms would make a lot of sense. Yeah, they make that's why I'm considering it is because I got a whole line of equipment, dude. I have like a bunch of machines and leg press. Like, I mean, a lot of people want to use that stuff and they'd probably pay a little bit extra to come in on uh, the weekends and maybe later at night. But I don't really want people to be in here at 2, 3 in the morning, though. I mean, maybe a cutoff like 12 o'clock or, you know. I had I, I ran into that I had people that were like years ago and then like I have cameras and everything in the gym and key I have a key not the key card access but I have a code on the door yeah. Yeah. and you know I had to train them how to lock up and stuff and and then like I then I started there one bringing a friend in who's not paying and then they're like horse playing and shit like that so I just put an end to it yeah you just gotta make that really really straight really yeah, clear it, yeah. and awesome. All right. Cool. So you got anybody got anything else? We can about wrap this up, I think. Yeah, this is good, man. Good Very talk. good, guys. Good talk. Let's do it again. Absolutely. I know you guys are busy, and Craig and Brian, thank you so much. Uh, and we'll, you know, we'll be in touch, man. We should, uh, we should start a ten-year affiliate Facebook group. <laughs> there is one. Just kidding, man. I'm on like thirty already. Bill Russell started one. You should get on it. He's gonna oh, keep yeah. going. Bill um, Russell from Cleveland started one. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, uh, the, one, the one thing I did take away, Glassman said up there was, you know, he goes, we got to figure out how to do this on a regional level. And I feel, I felt some kind of like internal guilt of, for not pulling together local affiliate owners, um, regional affiliate owners and doing something here. And I, and I, I want, it's my goal in 2020 to try to figure out some sort of like Northern California Think like a five-year gathering, right? Anybody's got you know, five years more come together. I'm starting to feel a little bit more comfortable because not going to lie, man, there was a lot of gym owners that I really didn't want to have anything yeah. to do with because they were just idiot shit. And it was embarrassing. And I, I'm sorry. You know, I mean, I, I would never take anything away from somebody that wants to start a business and support their families. But man, some of these people had no business being in the fitness industry but you know it is what it is but now i'm starting to feel a lot more comfortable with the people that are still out there man and say and using the name crossfit i you know like i'm a little bit more comfortable now saying it you know absolutely and so where there was a hard time there for a few years but awesome man we got good talk i'm sure when we post this up we'll get some comments on there and we'll if you guys see them go ahead and answer them and stuff but thank you brian and craig All right. thanks guys you guys cheers awesome. cheers Thank <laughs> you.